Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series Sexy Saturday and talk about Leggy Rosamund Pike. Now, most of you who are familiar with Rosamund will know her from the David Fincher, Ben Affleck-led movie Gone Girl, where she plays Amy Dunn, the somewhat psychotic, maybe not somewhat, the psychotic wife who goes missing. But Rosamund Pike has actually had an interesting career prior to that. I would say more prior to that than post that. But let's talk about her looks because, yes, Sexy Saturday is somewhat of a retrospective of their works, but it's mostly just talking about why I find these women attractive. Now, Pike is part of that group of women that I've already done. The Kira Knightleys, the Blake Livelys, the Amanda Seyfrieds, these blonde, young Renee Zellweger, these kind of dirty blonde ingenue looking sweet faced skinny archetype it's my archetype so to speak and rosamund pike fits this to a key she is attractive now rosamund's also pretty tall she's 5'9 so she's up there with blake lively tall but unlike lively i think rosamund pike does have a more attractive face than blake lively and she's got that kind of british icy demeanor so she can be in movies like pride and prejudice and be very sweet but then she can turn that off and there's something about her that uh she can (laughs) she can look crazy like she does on in the movie gone girl so she is the child of opera singers and she really got her first break being a Bond girl. I mean, she did some plays and so forth, but nothing that nothing that really brought her to any level of success. So it was in 2002. This is during the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies where she's in Die Another Day and has a small role there. Then you see her really start getting some roles. She does The Libertine with Johnny Depp back when Johnny Depp was still a good actor. And she's in that movie. And then she, as I mentioned, does Pride and Prejudice. She starts a relationship during that time with the director, Joe Wright. And Joe Wright has gone on to do many really well-known movies like Atonement, for example, and Hannah, and Peter Pan movie, which was not that good. But he is a relatively well-known director. So they started dating uh, during that time. And that movie is the one with Keira Knightley. So Keira Knightley is the lead. And Matthew McFadden, if you like Succession, he plays Tom in Succession. He is the Mr. Darcy. And Rosamund plays Jan, the elder sister. And she's casted well in that movie because she has beauty, right? Because everyone's got to be casted. you got to be beautiful in these movies. She's beautiful, but there is like an iciness to her. And I think... That, that's something that could be said about all Rosamund Pike roles. And this is why she's rarely, if ever, casted in a rom-com. Because there's nothing really sweet about her. Like, if you want beautiful, icy, distant, 
aloof but well acted she's the girl for you especially at her peak and her peak was about you know 20 years ago she's currently in her 40s i think she's like 44 so 20 years ago when she's doing pride and prejudice 22 23 She's perfectly cast in that role because Jane is Jane's the kind of the the Sarah Jane and tall, boring, dour, sweet older sister, but kind of boring. And she does a great job in that movie. And so, in that movie, she parlays that to. I mean, she has a little role in Doom, the video game movie. Then she does Fracture and Fugitive Pieces in two thousand seven. Probably would not say that memorable. Fracture is the movie with Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. That's the movie where a man shoots his unfaithful wife and then is in a fight with the young district attorney. That's Gosling's character. The movie's okay. I wouldn't say there's anything special about it. So she does that movie. And then she does an education. An education is the movie that kind of made Carrie Mulligan pretty famous. And it's, uh, I think, Peter Sarsgaard is the older man who takes Carrie Mulligan's character for an education, so to speak. And uh, she's in that movie as well. And then you go to 2010, just you know, small roles, nothing really famous. 2011, she does Johnny English Reborn, which is the uh, Mr. Bean movies. And then she also has a, a role in the movie The Big Year. And you would think like the people in this, Jack Black, Owen Wilson, Steve Martin, this movie would have done better, but went down the memory hole. Then she does Wrath of the Titans, which is a sequel to Clash of the Titans. In Wrath of the Titans, she plays Queen Andromeda. So she's the one that allegedly is saved by Perseus. And again, she fits that role. Tall, little curvy, ice queen look. Then she does Jack Reacher with Cruz. She is the lead in that or the second lead in that movie. Then in 2013, she does The World's End and The Devil You Know. The World's End are the movies by Edgar Wright. And this is a movie where I think they're going on a pub crawl. It's got, you know, Nick Frost and and Simon Pegg, the typical crew. And she is, I believe, like the girlfriend of one of the guys. And in the movie, you haven't seen it. Like the, the, it's a pub crawl, but then aliens are invading and they figured out that some of the people are aliens and stuff, but it's fine. It's a typical kind of Edgar Wright movie. If you love Edgar Wright, you'll love the movie. Then in 2014, she does four roles, A Long Way Down, Hector in the Search for Happiness, What We Did on Our Holiday, and Gone Girl. Now, Gone Girl, of course, is the most famous one. What We Did on Our Holiday is a British comedy drama, and she does it with Andy Hamilton. And, uh... It's directed by Andy Hamilton and stars David Tennant, who's most famous for being, of course, Doctor Who. But certainly 2014 is Gone Girl. And I think she is perfectly cast in Gone Girl. If you look at some of the other people that they were thinking about casting instead of her, uh, I think they picked right. I mean, look, uh, my girl, the one I, when I say sarcastically, uh, Olivia Wilde was almost cast in the role. And look, I mean, Wilde at her peak did have like that, that kind of frozen aloof and maybe could have pulled it off. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. But no, I mean, she doesn't have the acting chops. Who else was allegedly pursued or wanted this role? Natalie Portman. I just don't, I think Portman comes off too sweet and too winsome. Uh, I recently saw Black Swan again when we did the Natalie Portman retrospective and I, I just don't see it. I, I think she's too tiny. And I think she would have had a problem being realistic, like when she's slitting Doogie Howser's throat in the bed. I bet everyone would be thinking that's Natalie Portman. Who else? Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron could have done it. I think she's a good enough actress where she could have done it. But I think they chose well simply because you almost needed, given the kind of height of this movie with Affleck and Fincher, kind of an unknown. And I think it helped. Because if Charlize was the Amy Dunn character, I think we'd keep looking at her in the movie and think, well, this is Charlize, right? We would, have, we would already have a connection. But could she have pulled it off? I think she totally could have pulled it off. But I think they did a good job. And I looked to Rosamund's credit. It really helped her out. She got an Academy Award nomination. I think perhaps she should have won it that year. But it would have been good for her to have... Uh, it definitely helped her career, so to speak, to have done this role and to have gotten the nomination and actually i think we did talk about this may and i when we talked about the most egregious best actress winners so for this year it was felicity jones theory of everything marion cotillard two days and one night reese witherspoon wild julianne moore still alice and rosamund pike gone girl yes so julianne moore is regarded to have been very good in still alice i saw still alice like a week ago and she's good Right, But I don't think it's as difficult, in my opinion, to play someone dealing with dementia and with Alzheimer's in particular, because you just come off confused and frustrated. And I think Rosamund Pike, and look, I've talked about Pike's, you know, the part where she goes into hiding and has got to do the Southern accent, that part of the movie kind of struggles. And I think she doesn't do as good of a job in that part. But the rest of the movie, especially the second half where she slits Doogie Howser's throat and she's concocting all these things, I think she's amazing. And I think she should have won the Academy Award. Either way, it did help her career, no doubt, because to the large majority of people, she was not known at all. And then they watched this movie because it was a mainstream movie that did very well. Uh, then they're like, wow, <laughs> who is this woman? What oh my God, what is this? What's what's going on? What's, what is this? So from there, I would tell you, honestly, I think, and this is eight years ago now, I would tell you after that, she didn't really parlay it that well. She, to me, she really didn't. She's done, I think, most notably Hostels, which is a movie that May and I both love. Of course, May loves Hostels because it's her boy Christian Bale's in it. They came out in 2017. It's a Western, and it, she's excellent in that movie. 
And then in 2018, she does Beirut with John Hamm, who is an emperor, has no clothes, who's overrated. I think that episode's already come out. And she's okay in that movie. Uh, she does a small role in the movie Entebbe about the Israelis, uh, the, the plane that gets kidnapped, and they have to, to take it over over in Uganda. Again, not, not a well-known movie. Then she's in a movie called A Private War. Again, she plays a journalist, Marie Colvin, not that well-received. In 2019, she does Radioactive, which I've seen that movie. I think she does a great job in that movie. It's a movie about Marie Curie, and she plays Marie Curie. I think that's a, she does a good portrayal there. And then she goes to Netflix and does uh, I Care A Lot, which is a movie that it's a kind of a black comedy. And I think it does show some of her range, but it's I, I'm not sure. I think aside from the fact that she's 44 now and she's being put out to pasture. Unfortunately, we've talked about that phenomenon here before in a particular singular episode. It's interesting to know like what her future is going to be. Because she is going to age well, so she'll have that ability. But And she's also a relatively good actress. So I don't see it necessarily being a problem for her to have a future. She did do The Wheel of Time in 2021. That was on Amazon. And it's kind of this, I don't know, sci-fi fantasy movie. And she's got the lead uh, on that as well. So she has done television. I mean, she did... State of the Union, 10 episodes in 2019, and, and she did 39 episodes of Thunderbirds or Go from 2015 to 2020 because she's got a great voice. That's the animation one. Now, her private life, I think, is it's pretty interesting. It's a private life which is pretty boring, and that's the private life I like for the, the sexy Saturday women that I do. So she did date, as I mentioned, uh, Joe Wright, the director of Pride and Prejudice, and then after that, she met her husband, Robbie Uniaki, who's just a businessman. They met in 2009, and she's been in a relationship with him. And I don't think they've ever gotten married. And they have two sons. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. It's, maybe it's Uniak, Robbie Uniak. He is a British businessman and uh, much older, been previously married. And uh, they've been in a relationship uh, since 2009, so it's just one of those quiet things. He's 15 years older than than her, and I guess it's it's like one of those things where you pick somebody who's outside of the industry and it works well, and it seems like it works well for them uh, because you never hear about Rosamund Pike in the news, and she just has a quiet life with her children and and her partner. So I always like to see that. You know, I don't. I mean, for content, it's always great to see men and women who are just complete train wrecks. Like we did the episode of Owen Wilson, for example, who's kind of like a quiet train wreck. But in terms of like, I like to see Hollywood relationships. I like to see all relationships work, uh, but I like to see Hollywood relationships work in particular. So that is the, the retrospective on Rosamund Pike. Again, beautiful, classical beauty actress. I'll post a poll at the Cinema Rag. You let me know what you think of Pike. Guys, there's two links in the episode notes. The most important thing you can do to help this endeavor is just rate and review on Apple and Spotify because it helps the algorithm so other people can see this or listen to this podcast, helps it grow. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation if you'd like to do so. And the other one is a link to the website, which hosts all the Eclectical Google Radio series. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.